a comic book pit. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Pittsburgh Comics, recently named one of the best comic book stores by the Pittsburgh City Paper. Pittsburgh Comics is the premier comic shop in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, located in McMurray, conveniently near Route 19 and Route 79. Pittsburgh Comic carries a large collection of new and back-issue comics, trade paperbacks, graphic novels, games, statues, action figures, and more. Don't forget Comics Perks. With the Comics Perks program, you can earn points on every purchase you make in the store. You get a point for every dollar spent, and every 100 points can be redeemed for $10 off a future purchase. Go to PittsburghComics.com for more, or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're going into this. So I, we're going in hot. I'm, I guess you could say I'm excited for Justice League. I don't know if excited is the word I'm going to use, but I, I think between the three of us, I am what you would define as excited. Because uh, okay. I like those movies, and I am looking forward to it in that it will complete the trilogy of like the Zack Snyder junkie XL, like dark and oh, just, yeah. um, you know, with jump edits and, and just real discount, you know, all that, all of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that it's what it's was supposed to be. So for the warts and all it's, it's the accumulation of the warts and the all. Whereas like the, the one that the, the justice league one, had the, like the Danny Elfman score, and it had like I, if if there's like two and a half, I guess it was like a half hour, thirty minutes of like footage was like Zack Snyder footage was in that thing, and they like redid the rest or whatever. Only so that I, much. I thought, yeah. Wow. So yeah, wait, John, didn't just that's what I had read, and I don't know how much of this is you know I, I haven't vetted this, I haven't you know I don't have my own sources, I'm just going off what is is put out there. Oh, yeah. yeah, like I, like they really retold that thing. Oh, make it work. So I'm wondering, like, is that stupid Russian family thing still going to be in the movie? Remember the <laughs> oh. family they kept cutting to in that town where uh, Steppenwolf was setting up the yeah the, the motherboard drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just far enough for Barry to have something to do. You know? Yeah. No, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> no, so I, I for just that singular vision quote unquote uh to cap that off that's what i'm looking forward to i could see that i, I mean it, i think it's it, you know just as a rule of spectacle i need to see it you know because yeah. it's, it's going to be a spectacle yeah. like and i i don't i don't know if it'll improve or or what but you know yeah. I, I, like I'm going in with the the no expectations i guess and that's because so. you can go nowhere from up Right. Hopefully. <laughs> Nowhere from up. Yeah. I, I yeah, I'm I'm on the same page as as you guys for the most part. Like I'm I'm really fascinated by it and I wanna see it just to see yeah, I guess just to see what, what his vision was gonna be and what extra stuff like I'm 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 excited to see Dark Side and more fourth world stuff. But mostly yeah. I'm excited for this movie to come out. So we can finally put this to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so so yes. so everyone who's been clamoring for the past how many years? Four years. Four years. Um, oh, God. They have been crying for the Snyder cut. Give us the Snyder cut. Give us the Snyder cut. I, 
it's like, okay, here it is. After this, good or bad, you cannot say another word. I was one of the longest holdouts then because I didn't actually watch it until until December, like so about two months ago. Oh, you, 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 the original. Yeah, first time watching it. Okay. Well, then what's next, Dan, is the uh, air cut of the Suicide Squad, the <laughs> the alleged director's cut of that. Now, 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 that I heard that there is, there is, there are no plans for that, and 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 there is like no extra footage. There's nothing extra laying on the cutting room floor, which I'm not. I, yeah, it would take a lot to fix that movie. Yeah, yeah. I think you just have. I, I think the next one is probably where you just well move on from it and just like redo it. <laughs> Put a the in front of it and get James yeah. Gunn to make it. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm I'm mildly interested in, in seeing the the next one, the, the the new Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, that there's excitement. Yeah, for sure, I want to see that. Um, just to have another, I think it's going to be a different look for DC too. I hope mm-hmm. you know because there's just been too much glum like you know, dark brooding kind of stuff. Right. But they're, and it's like, let's, you know, change it up, show some, show some different sides. So maybe, I hope it's more fun. I just hope it's more of a fun movie than, you know, then, uh, uh, you know, let's go kill the state puff marshmallow man. Cause that's pretty <laughs> much what that plot was. Oh, the first one yeah, was, yeah, that plot was stupid. Yeah, yeah. The first one was basically like, just, it, it had about as much depth as a video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a, like a side, it was, like, it was basically like a like a side scroller. They're like, we got to fight these same monsters again, you know, like every at every level, and it's like, can we have a an intermediate boss level, you know, like yeah, you know, you somewhere know, in there, a second act boss level before yeah. you get to, <laughs> you know, these were supposed to be parademons at one point in time. Know. Oh, I think I heard that. It's supposed to be supposed to be like a boom tomb over the city, and then like it was supposed to be parademons or some shit. So somewhere along the line, it could have been a cool movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's still it's, it, it's rough to to like. I don't know. I, I say this, but yeah, Gar- I thought the same thing about Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it's hit the it's tough to hit the ground running with like a whole brand new team. But they really, I mean, there was like thirty people in the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was like three Wu Tangs, you know, and, and so that's just a lot to establish. <laughs> And then I was—I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of bitching about Suicide Squad again, but I've done it. <laughs> well, as, uh, yeah, but for the new one, I heard—I don't know if you guys heard this or if this was—if um, this is true or not—but they are—I heard that they were talking about giving um, or spinning off John Cena's Peacemaker character. Yes, oh. and the internet told me that they've started production on an HBO Max series. Oh, that, with, yeah, that's what I heard. Okay, called uh, with uh, about Peacekeeper. So that is a thing. Yeah. Big if true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's with John Cena and all the? He's on. He's appearing in everything now. He's sl- slinging Mountain Dew, and he's on yeah. a new Wipeout show, season or something. He's got like, that part, yeah. The hair part used to just be the yeah the high and tight. But I think <clears throat> they should do the movie intro like uh, 
like the rock got, you know, when Arnold walked by him and he was like, good luck. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like they could, they could do the yeah. rock hand and off the John Cena. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you yeah. think about it, I mean, he's following <laughs> the rocks path. I mean, like when, when the rock got into movies, he was doing like the, you know, he'd, he'd do a couple of cheesy action movies and then he did like mm-hmm. a couple of like, uh, like Disney comedies. Like, it, like he did that uh, one, the, the tooth fairy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Cena did the same thing. He was doing like movies with kids or movies where he played like the beleaguered dad. And now, oh, yeah. <laughs> now they've got him, you know, he's going to be striking out on his own. Kind of like how, uh, how Rocky did riding the cow around on commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Come a long way from being the rap and wrestler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I actually was watching wrestling back in those days. And I, so it's, it's been like 20 years, but it, it's so, so weird. Wait, who, <laughs> what was his name? He was the rap rapping wrestler. He was, no, he was John Cena. His name was always John Cena, oh, okay. but that was yeah. his gimmick that he rapped. He was like, oh yeah, and he's like a white rapping wrestler. Oh. It wasn't that. He actually wasn't that bad at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't like awesome, but it wasn't as cr- you're cringing. It really wasn't cringy. Okay. I mean, this is twenty years ago, and those yeah. were some heady days for your your humble co-host here. But um, <laughs> I don't remember being like, it wasn't awful. And then he became like the rapping Marine wrestler. Like his characters evolved. Oh, not, yeah. not the part there's, you know, and the Sorgatron family of podcasts, we yeah. are not in our lane right now. Right, yeah, they right. have <laughs> many podcasts podcast. devoted to that lane. And I'm that sure that they good. can speak to it much more authoritatively than I can. Yeah, but I like just remember the whole like the, you can't see me and you know, the, that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, there. No, the uh, yeah, the, the Sorgatron red phone's gonna ring here. <laughs> I was, I was yeah. say, there, there are there are wrestling fans that are screaming at us right now that we cannot hear, <laughs> and for that we apologize. <laughs> um, well, you know what? I'll 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 do our intro real quick. Just uh, since we're getting on ten minutes into the show. But if you've made it this far, then you are listening to the Comic Book Pit podcast, and this is episode 379. I'm Dan, and with me tonight, we've got Scott. What's up? And Jared. Hello. And yeah, so we yeah we we, we, we kind of did our little our cold open with the with the whole Justice League. I just want Jared to break out a rap now. Like oh, no, it's not my rapping podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, it, it would be cringy. Um, <laughs> I don't have that, no. that talent. No. <laughs> no, it would be very bad. It'd be, it's what it sounds like when a white person tries to rap. <laughs> Besides Eminem. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Well, I was going to say I did, you know, speaking of wrestling, I went to a toy show. I was going to mention that. I'm going to give you that segue. (laughs) Okay. Because it actually had, uh, that we had our one, we had our, we had a celebrity guest at the toy show who was actually a wrestler. So, okay. That's why there is a connection there. <laughs> uh, you got me. But, you got me on that one. Yeah, I don't know where this story is going to go, to be honest. But yeah. Um. Well, it can only go up know, as, as as we're the world of, 
Nowhere to go from but up. The world of buying buy and yeah. selling toys is is the thing to do apparently in in the in a pandemic world. Yeah. So tell us about, um, tell us about well, the show. Well, the show's called Toy Hio. It's it's near uh, Youngstown. I'd say north of Youngstown, Ohio, and um, they've been doing this show for like five or six years. So and we set up a table at every every show and. You know, try to sell off our, you know, our good deal finds and stuff like that, and our collect collectibles and sell toys, you know, at the show. So, um, but yeah, this one was wrestling themed. That was why I brought that up. Mm. But uh, it was good. It, it was crazy amount of people, which would normally make us really nervous. But you know, my wife and I already already had the COVID. And we could debunk that, Scott. Yeah. That's a myth. Well, we could be in the new, you know, we could have acquired the, you know, the Chase virus. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, Chase, the, one, uh, the one in 100 variant. The variant. Yeah, the, the variant cover. The Chase of, variant, uh, yeah. Of uh, Corona. Corona with the with the Frank Cho cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, outrage. outrage. Yeah. yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, but no, we, we felt like, you know, we had our masks on. Here's, you know, as far as like a seller at, at those shows, you're at an advantage because you have literally a table that does not allow people to get near you. So you already have your six foot space mm-hmm. and then, you know, mask and um, hand sanitizer, you know, that we were using throughout the day. Um, so we felt like we were on the OK side, you know, in the in the uh, percentile that would survive. Um, the out the outbreak, um, but it was it was packed and like they did follow the rules as far as like, you know they enforced it. They had announcements. They they said keep your masks on, and they didn't go over capacity. The problem is is that there's you know you have inherent bottlenecking that happens when you're going around corners and it's, I mean there was people packed in there in mm. you know at the beginning of the day and it was like this is. It's getting a little worrisome here, but uh, I haven't heard anything yet. You know, it seems like people have survived it. So, how long ago sure. was it? This past weekend? Yeah, it was Saturday. Guys, of this recording, it's like six days. Yeah, five days. So, what was yeah, your um, no, uh, what was your big no lawsuits yet? Hey, are you smelling your fingers and stuff? Just to like, <laughs> still good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like. Yeah, I had a bag of Doritos, and I was just like, I can smell the nacho cheese. I'm okay. Um, now, um, uh, the big sellers, so I went in with, like, a focused attack. And I had Black Series Star Wars figures, um, like two bins full. And, I mean, I sold it almost a bin full. Like, you know, these are, like, these totes, you know. Mm-hmm. They just went bonkers. And then... Um, I had all these transformers that I had picked up on the cheap um, from Ross, you know, trade secret. But at Christmas time, they had a lot of discount things, and they had, you know, the Netflix series transformers. They had all the toys from the previous year on the shelves for discount. So I bought one of each, took them to the show, you know, marked them below retail because, and everybody just bought them all. Like I seriously, I had like four left. Like it was, it was nuts. 
Um, it was a great show. That's why I'm like, oh yeah, let's talk about it. But it was a great show. Well, you, uh, I, I have something I can play off of this, Scott, because we had discussion earlier in the week. You said you had a uh, sort of was that this show where you sold the? the I'm just going. I'm not going to bury the. Oh way. yeah, the, the Cara Dune figure. Yeah, I had. You know what's funny? I, that's what I I wanted to add to that. I was going to sell that one anyway. Like it it wasn't about about that. You know that happened last week. Taking advantage I, of the of the yeah. I already had it in my bin, and I had it priced at. I think I had it priced at thirty five dollars because it was a twenty five dollar figure. And I had bought an extra one, you know, like months ago. So this was my plan in the first place was to try to mark it up, you know, help pay for the first one, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Well, by the time Saturday hit, it was going for $80 on eBay. Damn. So I was like, yeah. I was like, well, I'll just put 50 on it because I don't want to, you know, because I'm thinking like the only people that are going to know this at the show are like, you know, the, the savvy people, you know, like mm-hmm. the savvy news followers and and star wars fans sure enough this guy had like the 501st emblazoned on him somewhere and you know and he was like yeah i need this and i was like it's going for 80 today he's like oh i know he's like you know but i got it for 50 so he was happy i mean he was pumped and i think that's about where they crested with that figure the there's another car dune that came out before that one that one's going for well over a hundred now, and because well, they they've discontinued it, so now it's it. Like whatever's all out there, they're all that's it. Yeah, they discontinued. There was two in the Black Series line, the six-inch figures, and then there was a small one, a three and three-quarter-inch figure that's also okay. done. And they canceled everybody's orders too. Anybody that had a pre-order, canceled. Oh, so wow! So like the FOMO went. You know, yeah, people are paying crazy money right now, and it's like, just wait, like they'll come back down in price. So I felt like fifty was was fair. You're kind, like, Scott. Mm-hmm. You're kind. I felt like I was being kind, but I, I don't throw a zero on that bitch. But that <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to sit on it, you know, for another six months, you right. know, because then the yeah. oh yeah, that's gonna care. It's over. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the outrage will move on to something else. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All the fervor will die down. It was funny because people were like, why can't, you know, why can't Jana from Rise of Skywalker see something like that online? <laughs> you know, so we can sell these figures. You know, like people were trying to speculate which figures they could sell next. If, if only the actors would speak up and say something stupid. Yeah. You know. Why can't they tweet anti-Semitic yeah. tropes? Why can't this actor be an asshole? I got to move these figures. <laughs> these peg warmers aren't going to sell themselves. <laughs> These goddamn stormtroopers. No one knows. <laughs> Somebody say something. This is the big good one. This guy's this guy's yeah. transphobic. Did you know this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, I, I better buy dead two. pronouns left and right. Seventy five dollars. Yeah, I was like, no, my. I will say my personal. Here's my personal um, feeling on actors is. I I don't care what they think. I don't, you know, and it, it's cool if if you agree with them, like oh that's fun. But I couldn't care less. Like, mm-hmm. Car, you know, Cara Dune is a character in Star Wars. That's not the actress. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like to me, that those should be two separate things. 
but most people don't see it that way. I see it that way because she is, you know, it's it's like Ben Affleck said, what oh so many years ago, fictional characters, you know, they are playing, they're you know, you're mad about fictional characters. It's like no, don't be mad about the character. Be mad at the actress if you want, you know. So I, yeah, my, like my the way I come out on it. I, I, I'm coming at it from a, a purely practical point of view where I look at Gina Carano and I think you had a cherry gig. You were in, Oh, I know you were in the star Wars franchise. Why would you and do that? I don't care what your politics are, but you just, you, yeah, it's like, just be stupid on your own time in the privacy of your own home. Yes. Like just, you, you've got a, yes. you've got this sweet gig. Why would you? A word of it. And, 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 and my, this cancel culture, like everyone, no matter what side of the pendulum you swing, you have to know how public outrage works these days. My word of advice is Twitter is not your personal page, it is your public page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to think that. You have to, you have to go into it knowing. Twitter, yeah, to you rep- Twitter is yelling work- fire in a theater. <laughs> yeah, we uh, work for companies, yeah. and I'm sure we've all had we at all- one point or another. It's like you represent us, so watch your mouths. You know, like it, there's those trainings that we all just sort of yeah, like gloss like, through. That's part of it. Yeah, same yeah. deal there. Social don't media. piss off the people that don't piss yeah. off the people that sign your paycheck. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what happens. I mean, every yeah. every HR training now has a social media aspect to it, you know, like where, you know, it's like, obviously you can't use social media while you're working, but also on your own time, do not, you, you know, you know, you can't represent, or, you know, if, if, if you're perceived to represent the company and you say or do something stupid, I mean, it's going to come back. Yeah. Here's the other thing that I, I would say just about um, Gina is what, you know, like it's a stupid thing to say, but what do you expect? And I'm going to say this and now people are going to yell at me, but you know, she's a, she's a, a fight. You know, she came from a fighter background. They're, they're the people they're their brains are written to contradict the norm. You know what I mean? So of course she's going to be like, they told me not to post this. I'm going to post this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she's, so why are they surprised? You know, like, I don't, I don't, well, why are they surprised that they got what they, you know, what, that's what you get, you know, like, Oh, well, but like, I know people are like, not everybody's like that. And I get that. I just, I, I just assumed she was savvy enough that she had been in the game long enough. I mean, this isn't her first act. And the fact no, that I know, she, yeah. And, and the fact that she, like I said, she was employed by Disney, which is arguably the biggest corporation or entertainment corporation in the world. Um, You know, I I don't know how she didn't have people like handlers or agents or managers saying, okay, so now you got to be kind of careful on your social media, but uh, unless (laughs) she just completely did not give a shit. Right. And that's what, that's what I feel like uh, at least people from that background are more, but they're like, no, I want to fight. I I don't. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, I don't really have any, I don't, I mean, obviously I don't feel bad for her because no. like just from a purely, just, uh, just a job perspective. I'm like, Oh man, 
you really screwed up. Like, I don't yeah, care no. what you said, but you, you could have, you know, you could have been on easy street for the rest of your life. Right. She went from having her own series right. to having to being yeah. scorched from the entire, like, exit, you know, from the franchise. Yeah, she was going to lead that Rangers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That they were creating mm-hmm. all just to like stand on an, a, a spot and recite some words. Yeah. Dumb. Like, like, easy street. This is not the hill you easy want to die on. Dumb. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Dumb. Well, here's what I, I, and also, you know, cause everybody weighs in on this too, what they should do with their character. I th- I'd say just leave her just to, she's not in the story anymore. Just leave it. Don't yeah, you don't need to. Yeah. You don't need to say she's a marshal. Yeah, she's, she's not Marshall on a planet. She's not in, good for her. Yeah, she's not integral to any. I don't think you even world. need to mention her. I think you just move on. Yeah, it needs to be like. I agree. I agree. They don't have to write her off or, or even address it. No. Just yeah. Like, I mean, and and she was still. A, she was enjoyable and she was good in the episode she was in. I you know I, I mean I, hmm. I can't really take that away from her. I mean if people choose to like oh I'm not going to watch those episodes <laughs> now like well. <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh i i thoroughly enjoyed her performance as that character it's just a shame oh, that sure. we're not gonna see any more of her then that's it yeah and that's what happens it's like oh that's a bummer and yeah. you know hey uh, uh, you know if they want to bring her back if they want to bring it back i mean who cares recast her i mean you know i mean they they could but yet but, but it's like also like they, they i don't know everybody's I think everybody is always so set on like, oh, did they kill that character off? You know, like no matter who, it, you know, like Princess Leia passed away. So how are they going to kill her off before the movie starts? Mm-hmm. You know, like Carrie Fisher passed away. And it's like, or you can do something like they did and, you know, fudge it and try to get through it. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that's a different example. Like uh, Cara Dune, I think you can just recast. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I think folks are a little too precious she's, with well, actors geez, and roles. They recast Batwoman, so you know. Yeah, recast. Well, they did. No, they should have. Well, they should. They brought in a new character. Here's an example. They started over. They they recast uh, uh, War Machine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Terrence Howard is out. Don Cheadle is in. Don Cheadle then goes on to have a successful career as War Machine, being in almost every Avengers movie. Yeah. Heck, he was even in Age of Ultron for five minutes at the end. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think Terrence Howard didn't he? He was he the highest paid cast member of the first Iron Man. Wasn't he like difficult though? Wasn't he trying to be difficult? Um, they were just like, yeah, you know what? We don't. Or he wanted the, more money. The money thing. He, he was the high. He was he the highest money. paid actor in the first one because Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. was such a shit show mm-hmm. that he worked for like bus fare, and so like oh. Terrence Howard was like the money maker on that one. And then when it blew up, I think I could be wrong here, but I okay. recall it's something like that. It was more like a business. Play. It was. And Marvel right. doesn't play like that. So, right. so like, why would you? I, once again, why would you give? You know, you're in. You're in ten more movies mm-hmm. where you're going to get knew? a paycheck. Did you, no one knew. No one knew what was happening then. Oh, then no. it was a simpler time, Scott. Two thousand nine. They, they recast yeah. Iron Man and Hulk. Edward Norton. Yeah. Yeah, Hulk. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo turned out to be a great, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it worked. Great additions. So yeah, I mean, the, all, all these, all that these was creative differences, right? Okay. Edward Norton. Yeah, like, he he like wasn't keen on being in the Avengers or something like that. I think there was some. I don't think it was like money person. Maybe it was. Maybe he's like, I won an Oscar for that movie with Richard right. Gere. I, Pay me. I heard it was really right. more creative differences because I think he he wanted more. He wanted to do more writing on the Hulk, mm. and they're like, No, nah, man, we just need you to to be. Bruce Banner. <laughs> well, if he wanted to let the Hulk talk, that that I I applaud him there because that was always my thing. He just mm-hmm. the fact that it took them so long to do that was yeah. silly. Yeah. Uh, I still love I still love Hulk and uh, Ragnarok though. It's yeah, my favorite. Oh, sure. So. <laughs> but then, anyway, uh, to- yeah, Toy Show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's that's it. It was a good show. No, no. What wrestler was there to, to close the loop on that segue? Oh my god, I don't even know his name. <laughs> okay. Because Bam Bam Bigelow. No, he was from the he's from the Cleveland wrestling circuit, so I honestly wow. don't know. The Cleveland <laughs> Steamer. You know what? I you know for the sake of Sorgatron, I will I will find out. Okay. So he was he was more of a like a local like a local indie guy. Yeah, he's like well known as oh Brian Myers. <laughs> yeah, his name's well, Brian Myers. Brian, Cuyahoga Brian nice. Myers. Yeah, sounds like an insurance salesman. He yeah. seemed very nice and and very popular. I'll call your State you know, Farm representative people. Brian Myers at. <laughs> or drop you through a wooden table. I I think he might. I don't know if that is his real name or his stage name. Wouldn't that be ridiculous if that's his stage name? <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to be Brian like, Myers. His, his, his real name is like <laughs> his real name is like Dante Fierro, but he's like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go by the name Brian Myers <laughs> as, when I wrestle. Yeah, that, that's that's where the game's at these days. That is his name. That is his wrestling name is Brian Myers, and his real name is Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins. What's yeah, the Hawkins. difference? Wow. Kurt Hawkins. I don't know. I mean, I guess. You know, Kurt Hawkins sounds more like a wrestler yeah. name than Brian Myers. I'll say Kurt Hawkins. He sounds like kind of a like a badass. I need someone to explain this uh, trend in wrestling of wrestlers having just like vanilla names, like Brian Myers. So it's not even like style and Brian yeah, I don't, Myers or anything like that. It's just Brian I don't Myers. even know. Yeah, because I, I mean, he walked around the show once, and you know, he seemed like a really nice dude. I will say that. Do you have but, trunks on? That said Brian Myers. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But he was a draw. He was apparently a, quite a draw as well. So, because we're close enough to Cleveland, I guess there's. Yeah. And honestly, dude, uh, Ohio Ohio people they love wrestling, man. Like I had, I also color me shocked, Scott. <laughs> I know, but no, no joke. At that show, like you can bring wrestling stuff and it'll sell every time. Like it's, it's always a hit, and I think they just keyed into that. They're like, let's have a, a celebrity wrestler, <laughs> and it worked, man. It was <laughs> so. Now, did uh, them on that. did 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 you get a chance to to take a walk around and find anything cool for yourself? I did not. I did not get to buy anything, um, because the stuff that I wanted was probably too expensive. Um, somebody did have a loose pop-up pop-up lightsaber for R2-D2, but he also wanted $400 for it, so I was like, ah. Damn. 
for a light safe for a, a two inch piece of plastic that I was like, I don't need it that much. So I'm like, someday. So like an OG, like R2D2. Yeah, from Power of the Force, last seventeen figures. The I rare. That means. The rare. Is that like the ones it, I would have bought as a kid, or? It was the 1985 last okay. line for the Kenner line. Okay. So like the last 17. So that little piece of plastic out. that we all lost. <laughs> That's why it's four hundred dollars. Basically, yeah, we all lost Basically, it. Yeah. We all screwed up. Not to mention, not to mention, nobody got that figure because it was like in the you know the Sears catalog that year, and then there was nothing after that. It was over. Like they ended the line. Mailing, mailing so, UPC UPC symbols like yeah. the. Uh, Refrigerator Perry G.I. Joe. <laughs> I've seen here's what's crazy about that. That guy wanted four hundred for that lightsaber. I have I've seen R2 with that lightsaber for you know around four hundred. So I was like, what if, what? I was yeah. like, I thought he was gonna say two hundred. If he said two hundred, I would have kind of been interested because I I got R2 for eighty. So I was thinking in my head, like two eighty is like that's really good, you know. For a $400 Scott, figure. I Scott, don't correct me if I'm wrong. This is like a green toothpick that we're talking about, right? Basically, yeah. Okay. So that, Yeah, that was going to be my question, but you kind of answered it. I was going to say, well, like, well, what is your your threshold for buying this little piece of plastic? Like, what is I what is think, the most realistic amount of money you would have spent on it? I think 200 I would have seriously considered it. You're a fucking madman. But it's because the... <laughs> I get the three D printer. I get the. I look at the big picture, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at like it's a four hundred dollar altogether. Yeah, so you know, and up. So you're being analytical to this, but I, I want I want uh, you to you step have, back. Find a way to justify yourself. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like I want you to stop and think. Like you really spending two hundred dollars. Because it's not like oh, it's, it's a little molded thing with like you, there's the, the handles that all you know detailed and sh- it's just a piece of green plastic, right? I kind of remember these toys. Like it's a they lightsaber, but it's does it have a handle? It does because if you remember in Return of the Jedi, it popped out of R 2s head and mm-hmm. then he shot it. Mm. So this one, this one's shorter than the normal lightsabers. It's got a, mm. it's got a blunt end on it. It's actually not meant to be like wielded, you know. Mm. It's meant oh. to just stick out of R two. It only goes with R two. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So okay. they they didn't make it for anybody else. But I, I know I'm never gonna get one because Star Wars Mania hit and it went it went sky high. You know the prices went sky high after that. So. Yeah, I mean, I think there used to be a hundred to two hundred bucks for the whole thing. How much could I fetch for a superpowers Aquaman trident? Uh, probably. Oh, just for the trident? <laughs> yeah, just the trident. The original Mego ones? I know. No, no, that. the Kenner oh, superpower. Nineteen eighty-five. Yes, uh, superpowers line. Probably not. Probably not a lot. I'd say twenty-five bucks. I'll just throw now, now, what if uh, this, <laughs> what if the Kenner Superpower know. Aquaman Trident is uh, says the N word? What do I get? What can I get? For oh, it then it goes up. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Aquaman's uh, rare talking trident. Who happens to be <laughs> trident? Surprise, yeah, trident. Yeah. So, uh, so what's uh, now, now? I'm I'm curious. What's what's the if if you guys are ta- comfortable talking about this? If not, I can I can edit it out. What is the most that you have spent on a 
comic or pop culture collectible? I, I already can tell you. I figured you could. Yeah, it's Yak Face from that line. Because it's this figure that was not available in America. I bought it in New Jersey about two years ago, and I paid $350 for that figure. Mm. It was mint, though. I have it up in my box, in my shelf behind me. Like, there was not a ding on it. I was like, for $350? I've seen, I've seen them go for $600 at, at the celebration. You know, at Star mm -hmm. Wars Celebration. <laughs> Granted, they jacked their prices for that show. But I was like, Three fifty. I'm buying it. Like I'm going, and that was the first time I think I ever saw one. And I actually saw four that weekend. I was like, we hit like the honey hole of, but that was the only one. Sounds kind of dirty. Yeah, we call it the honey hole. <laughs> yeah, we call it the honey hole whenever we hit gold. But uh, um, no, we saw four of them that weekend, and. I think two of them weren't even for sale. They were just there to see. Now, what's you know, the like, thing again? It's his his name's Yak. He goes by Yak Face. Uh, okay. Uh, for the figure, and um, it's the best. Like it's it's so he was on the sale barge and in Jabba's palace, mm. and he looks like Joe Camel. I'm like I'm not even kidding. He he looks like Joe Camel. Okay, it sounds kind of familiar. So. That was it though. It was three fifty on the nose. I was like, and it was literally the from Farpoint, Farpoint Toys out in New Jersey, and they had literally just opened that week, and that was one. Of, that was one of the first sales they had, and they were like, they were like, that's our crown jewel out of that case, and I'm like, yeah, I know, <laughs> that's what I want to buy, and they're like, oh my god, but like they put the money into the store, you know. You could actually watch our show. Like, here, here's another one for people out there. But if if you go onto Amazon and um, there's a show called A Toy Store Near You, they actually have an episode hmm. for Far for Farpoint, and that's who I bought it from. Okay. Well, I see one on eBay. It's out of the package. It's a naked figure, and it's yep. seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow. That's what I bought. Loose is what they call that. Loose, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, I bought it for three fifty. I could probably sell it for seven hundred now, but I'm I'm not I, that's one I'm never gonna sell. You know, like that's that's done. So that's how I looked yeah. at it. I was like, that's done. Like I'm never gonna It's different when I when I buy stuff for shows, I'm trying to get a good deal and I can mark it up a little bit and make a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. But that kind of stuff, that's for me. I'm like, I'll pay full retail. <laughs> you know. Retail, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't say that I, I don't have a story that to relate. I don't – I can't bring myself to really pull well, trigger on those like, things. Jared's like, I, I'm I, bought a, I bought a Mike Allred cover for $10 once. <laughs> no. Probably, yeah, it's probably something like that <laughs> where it's like it pales in comparison and it's not that, like, exciting. Um, yeah, I don't know because I'm just – Yeah, the only thing I can think of, the, the mo uh, most recent thing – well, I, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I don't spend a lot on on uh, you know comics and toys. I mean, I, I, it kind of has to be special. Um, I bought. We were at a, a secondhand store a year ago. No, it would have been longer than maybe like a year and a half ago. 
um, somewhere outside of Bedford. And, oh, yeah. and I found, uh, the first appearance of Gambit, uh, they had oh, it, wow. they had it in their case for like 40 bucks. Oh, I wow. got that. I got that out of a, uh, like Christmas catalog grab bag. Oh man. I got it right off the shelf. Well, I, I, I used to have it. I mean, I was collecting yeah. X-Men when it, when he first came around, <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, I sold my collection years ago. And so yeah. there are some books that I'm trying to like pick back up, but, uh, it was funny because you know, they had it marked at 40 and I'm like, that's really not a, that's a fair price. And you know, and then I'm, I remember there with my wife who, you know, she's, she's fine with, you know, she like, she, she's not, she doesn't know comics the way I do, obviously. And she's, it, she was, she's never been with me when I've made like a big purchase. So I'm buying this and she's looking at me like <laughs> 40 for one comic. And I'm like, it's it's not as bad as it sounds. Yeah. It's you know, not. Like it's important, Marion. <laughs> yeah. Quote Indiana Jones. This belongs in a museum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, but, uh, when we got in the car, I, I pulled it up on my phone. And I'm like, look, it's it actually goes for a lot more. This is kind of a yeah. It's the first appearance. And it's one of my favorite characters, and blah blah blah. And it, it, she wasn't like upset. She was just really surprised because I had never really put out that much money just for one comic. I mean, I've, I've made big purchases before, but they've always been like multiple things. Um, that's, that's kind of what happens too, is like sometimes like, well, like money I made at the, at the toy show this weekend, I put it aside so that if we do go to somewhere and they have a rare figure, that's money. I already, you know, I had sold, I sold other toys mm-hmm. I have the cash now, you know, so it's not cash for anything else. It's already, it's in reserve, right. you know, so that's kind of what I, how I justify it too, is like, I, I mean, I did pay my credit cards though. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, I had a little, you know, I put like a couple, you know, like 200 back and I'm like, this is for, you know, a good day if I find something really, really mm-hmm. rare, you know, so you have it, you have it self-sustainable. Just about. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to work. That's honestly why I do the toy shows is to to try to have a self-sustained, you know, buy two, sell the second one, and get the money back. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of kind of method. Mm -hmm. So not on everything, but just what I think can do that. Because I mean, you know, there was Ahsoka, Ahsoka figures. There's a figure, you know, like (laughs) I mean. Those things are already worth tons of money, and they don't even need to throw the controversy in there. So, yeah. Well, now that she's, you know, now that she's actually, uh, you know, ha- she's on the show, and then she's going to get her own show, and yeah. I mean, and I, that was I, stuff I sold. I bought two of, you know, at the time because I knew I could take them to the show and sell the second one. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what happens. I mean, it's not like I don't go into. Sh- you know, like this, I'm now I'm like trying to plead my case just because <laughs> no judgment. there's people, no, there's people that go into the stores in the morning and they see stuff and they buy it all. You know, I don't do that. Yeah. But what I did is I pre-ordered those figures and I was waiting for them and then they showed up in the store. So I bought a set and then my pre-order came in. So I'm like, all right, well now I have two. You, you know? ethically source your collectibles. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to dry up every well along the way, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. going to take, take one. And if I find it again, I might buy another one. 
but you're not, you're not greedy. Yeah. No, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be, uh, <laughs> yeah, they call them scalpers, you know? Yeah. But it's, uh, I don't know what they call these, but when I'm going to baseball games and you see kids down along the railing trying to get like autographs and then some like 53 year old yeah. man with a suitcase full of eight by 10 just walks down and just like, I remember seeing oh, a guy just walk down and just like shove the photo out, like as far as he can stretch it, like not even making eye contact with anything. It's just like so gross and sleazy. Oh, it's just like that. That kind of stuff happens to artists at comic book shows all the time. Like do this artwork, but don't put my don't don't sign it. Just put your name on it. You know, yeah. like yeah. and like can so like a lot of artists will say, well, can I address it to somebody mm-hmm. so that they know. To the highest work. bidder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, definitely in the in the past few years, a lot of a lot more comics creators have are savvy in that way. Like, I I have I'm looking at two, I have two uh, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, Steranko comics on my wall, and they both are they're autographed, they're signed by Steranko, but they both say to Dan. Yeah, there like you go. he insists, like, what's your name? Right. You know, he doesn't even say like, who am I making that? I, I think it, it, it's almost like a, a clever way of like getting your, getting your name out of you. And then before you know it, he's writing it on the book. Yeah. You know? Cause he's like, Oh, Hey, uh, nice to meet you. What's your name? And I'm like, Dan, he's like to Dan <laughs> love <laughs> Jimmy. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's my, that's my parking validation ticket. My name's Lee Bay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Word Bay. <laughs> yeah. This is like a now it's like a Batman sixty six kind of thing. <laughs> eBay. Edward Bay. E-bay. Edward. Yeah. E-bay. Edward Bay. Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Holy highest bitter Batman. <laughs> you know, e- uh, Enigma. Edward um, Enigma. Speaking of uh, Batman sixty six, did you uh, see that they're? Uh, Finally, coming out with the Batman '89 book and a Superman '78. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of yeah. The Batman '89 looks cool. The '78, I don't, I, I wasn't thrilled by it. Didn't you know blow up my skirt? But the uh, the Batman '89 certainly piqued my interest. Yeah, yeah. I think those would be worth checking out. Um, you know, obviously there's there's not a lot of information right now because uh, they're not coming out till July, and I think they're they're digital firsts. Correct. First, get, get used to that. Yeah. Um, but I, I read, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be exploring um, Harvey Dent, tran- like his like slow transformation to be Two Face. Uh, so we're going to see like a. I, I'm assuming they're going to use the like the oh like Williams Billy look to uh, link the book to link the movie. Yeah. Uh, oh. And apparently they're going to introduce a Robin. So okay. I'm kind of intrigued with that. It's like well, a soft sequel to Batman Returns or something like that. It's 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 the Keaton verse. Yeah. Which makes sense yeah. since he's coming back. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's supposed to take place in between Batman Returns and Batman Forever. Okay. I don't know. Because he looked old. Like those drawing, those character sketches, he was an old Michael Keaton Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're taking some liberties. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to to draw a lot oh, of yeah. sand here with you. I'm saying uh, it looks 
it, uh, it looked. It looked. I like how um, the, like the deep cuts that were there. Mm-hmm. Like the the one character design like was based off a, like oh, an action toy. figure. Yeah, where he's yeah. Wearing, like kind of jumpsuit underneath. Yeah, and then um, I know it's like Alfred and Commissioner Gordon didn't really look like the actors, but they kind of did. Mm-hmm. Like that was. Like Michael Goff didn't have a mustache, but like if he had one, it might look like that. And the Commissioner Gordon didn't really look like Pat Hingle, except that he was chubby. Yeah, I, I, it was like a chubby version of the animated series Batman. That's why I feel like they did a mashup. They did like let's take the yeah. animated Gordon and Pat Hingle and put them together. And um, Pat Hingle's double chin with the animated Jim Gordon. Yeah, bam. <laughs> Well, and, and the um, the Alfred, he actually reminded me a little more of the the way the Alfred from the Batman TV show looked. Yeah, from Zimbalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm testing myself here to see if I can. <laughs> Is that from Zimbalist Junior? Is that it? Or my was that the voice actor? Uh, that was the voice uh, actor in the animated series. I don't remember. All right, cut yeah. off, Dick. Can't stop it. Um, yeah, I don't know the guy that played Alfred in the in the '66 series. Uh, and who? Oh, and then we saw they 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 had a version of uh, Harvey Bullock. Harvey Bullock, yeah. which is pretty. Oh, cool. Can't stop and think. Like he, that wasn't Harvey Bullock in the first Batman. They got killed. No, that someone that was, uh, Lieutenant Eckhart. 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 Think of the future. Yeah. Get me Lieutenant Eckhart. Yeah. Drinking Drano. That's <laughs> <laughs> He was drinking Drano. Don't where you spend in your nights. Don't be printing any of this stuff in your newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> It'll ruin your already worthless reputation. Knox. That's what his name. Ollie Ollie Knox. That was Robert Wolf. Yeah. Oh yeah, Knox, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bob Kane showed that picture. The Batman picture to him in the office. Oh yeah, and he was like, oh, that was a sweet great, great. What a dick." <laughs> Knox. Oh, uh, now I want to watch Batman '89. I know. Like, I yeah, have... you got a great eye. <laughs> Some say she has two. <laughs> yeah. Alan so, Napier. So many good lines. Alan Napier played Alfred in the '66. Oh yeah. <sighs> and on that note. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, let's, uh, let, let's take a, even though we're, we're running long, let's take a quick break and give some time to one of our show sponsors, and then we'll be back to talk some comics. This week's episode of Comic Book Pit is brought to you by Thriftburg. Do you need a gift that's more interesting than a gift card? Are you looking to reclaim a piece of your childhood? Thriftburg is your online stop for all things vintage and nostalgic. From the 1950s to the 1990s, they have everything from retro kitchen, dining, and barware to action figures, games, books, pop culture, collectibles, and more. Comic Book Pit listeners also get 10% off their purchase of $20 or more with coupon code COMICBOOKPIT. That's all one word, COMICBOOKPIT. So visit thriftburg.com and check out their hundreds of unique vintage items. <laughs> Talking comics. With our with our musical interlude from, from Scott. <laughs> so I put aside the Marvel and DC this week. As, I mean, not that I didn't read any, but I, I should say I 
got back to reading a few uh, indie books that we get as review copies, and I found a couple that I really liked. Um, oh. The first one being uh, Radiant Black from Image Comics, uh, written by uh, Al Higgins and art by Marcelo Costa. And this was a lot of fun. I was I was really pleasantly surprised. It's actually it's funny because most of the story, I'd say three quarters of the story, is about the main character. Uh, his name's uh, Nathan, and he's kind of um, you know it's, he's a young guy. He's like in his probably twenties, maybe early thirties, but he's having a hard time. He's uh, he moved to L.A. to be a writer. His writing career has can't even say it's stalled. I don't think it ever started. Um, he, you know, when we first meet him, he's, he's driving like an Uber a week later. He, you, you see him, he's moving home uh, to move back in with his parents to get himself sorted out. It's like a small town. It doesn't really, it's like a, some fictional small town. Um, he hooks up with uh, an old friend of his who never left town. And um, you know, you could tell right away, this guy's kind of like a troublemaker. But they go out, they have a few beers and uh, just talking about old times and talking about their lives. It, 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 like I said, that a lot of that stuff is really interesting because I feel like that's the stuff that I can most relate to. Just the, the trying to figuring your, you know, trying to figure your life out part. Yeah. Um, they leave the bar and they're walking home and they see this this little glowing orb on these train tracks and it looks like a little glowing like a, like a black hole almost. And Nathan touches it and this uh, like piercing, like piece of energy comes out from it and it attaches itself to him. And the next thing you know, he's wearing this, this suit from like head to toe. He's covered in this black and white suit. It's really, it's a really cool design. They, he has no idea what's happening and the, the police show up and there's, an incident with a train and he find, and he like basically levitates the entire train and himself and the police officers. And, you know, he's discovering that he has powers with this suit and it just, uh, you know, he's not really thrilled about it though, because his life is already kind of a, a mess. And now he's got this to deal with, but his friends like, you know, Hey, I'm going to help you figure this out. We'll figure this out together, etc. And the last two pages are kind of cool because it cuts to, um, Chicago and there's this explosion and out from the rubble is this uh, someone else wearing the exact same suit, except instead of being black and white, it's black and red. And this person has decided like, I'm going to steal from the, I'm going to rob a bank because he's walking out with two giant bags of money. So it's kind of cool. It's just like, you know, we've got these two opposite um, characters or, power suits or something kind of looks like a power ranger. I don't know. It was just, it was, it was a, it was a really cool read and the art was, was really good. Um, it kind of has like a, like a Ryan Otley look to it. Mm-hmm. So it looks, you know, what's funny is I picked up a, an old copy of the Ray mm. and that's what this cover reminds me of is the Ray, but it has like that. Just, I, I don't know what it is. It's just the 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 image of uh, the radiant black character there just pops, and I, that's what I always liked about you know the Ray back in the day. 
Yeah, well, well, the cover. Yeah, I love the cover. Yeah. That's actually done by Michael Cho, who's okay. not the series artist, but the um, but the interior art, like I said, it's really it's it's really solid, and um, like like I said, it's, it's very like Ryan Otley esque. So if you're a fan of yeah. Invincible, you know, um, and 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 Kyle Higgins, he's a he's a solid storyteller too. He does he yeah. Does, super you know good superhero comics in the past so i'm definitely on board for this one nice okay look forward to checking it out uh i'm like who goes next (laughs) uh you know i just real quick hit um i've been reading the future state books like i for most part I, i can't say that i got like over the moon about them like Dark Detective is probably one that sticks on my mind as like the, the the pleasant surprise of the group, and that was one that I think I ended up picking up like after the fact. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm still not all the way through them, but they're all right. Like so, the next Batman without Nick Darrington was kind of blah. The characters are kind of neat, but I don't know. As, as far as like an event goes, it's not really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I blown yeah. the roof off. I don't know what to make of it, to be honest. Because I, yeah. I'm like, what are they? You know, what are they trying to do? Just to um, see what sticks, I guess. Well, I mean, my my understanding of it is after two months of these stories, that's it. I mean, they're they're not like none of this stuff is going to be part of anything. It's just I'm not sure if that will be the case. Okay. Well, that's I mean, what I. I, I think, think there's going to be like little sprinkles. Yeah, but it, here and there. That's what I heard. I, I'm thinking they have to, they have to look at it and say, well, this was a really good version of this, so let's do more of that. Yeah, you know, like well, because the the Wonder Woman, the like that Brazilian Wonder Woman character mm-hmm. is getting a series as like Wonder Girl, mm. for example. So there, oh, yeah. so, some things are going to stick around. I think it's going to sprinkle in like. You might see like illusions in the uh, when they go back to their regular time, but I think it was just a way for Disney to finally break the ice again and say that we can do whatever we want. You know, like I think they've been so um, restrained by their own, mm-hmm. you know, mechanism. You know that they were like, "There's one, you know, one DC universe, and now there's two. Yeah, and now they're just like, no, now there's infinite. Yeah, it's infinite." Yeah. The, the the outsider's story in the next Batman was um the the most enjoyable, like the one I didn't see coming. Like of the next Batman book with the three stories in it, like the the outsiders ones was probably my favorite of those. Um like said so that Arkham Knights one, I didn't even like I didn't even read it in the in the uh third issue because it was like one in three were those mm. backup stories. That's kind of obnoxious too. Is like they're the size of like catalogs, and it's like I wouldn't have paid. I didn't want to pay eight bucks for this. I I'd have paid like you can give me two of these stories, I'll give you five bucks or something. But and so I feel like I paid for it. I ought to read it. But then I started. I got to the Arkham Knight, the second part of the Arkham Knight story. And I was like, I don't fucking care. I'm not reading this. <laughs> it's just not not great. And then um. The artwork in the, the next Batman, the main story, 
Darrington did the um, layouts, but it's someone else, and it just mm. just not the same. And uh, we got Dark Detective. That's when that that's Bruce Wayne. So that's where that follows him, and and that that was surprising. Like that one got me. I was like, oh. like that one. I said I just picked up on a whim. I didn't, you know, tell the story in advance. Hold that, hold that one for me. And uh, I came back afterwards and picked it up, and I actually enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, th- some of them. I still got some more. I haven't read all of the ones that I still have. I got like a bin out there with some in there, but um, yeah, it, it, it definitely, they all have their own flavors. Some of them are a little more um, avant-garde to use a fancy word. Like, like the, the, the Superwoman ones are a little more, I think someone's telling me it's, it might be time to put a pin in this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's, David has help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's my dog. He just popped in for those. It's the the showrunner. He's the yeah. showrunner. He's like, yeah, I got the, he just gave me the wrap it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. So um, I, I'm very curious to see what comes next. Uh, like I don't know, some of them, they, they haven't been like, Holy shit, this is awesome. Some of them were like, Oh, this is pretty cool. But you know, for like, a quote-unquote event hasn't been very eventful, um, so I don't know. We'll see what I will see what comes next. Yeah, DC next. No, it, <laughs> it I feel just, like that was an initiative at one time, but yeah, <laughs> Marvel next. That's what it was. One more. I'm just going to mention real quick. Well, I guess I'll I'll back up just a second. So I'm assuming as we're all artists, doodlers, scribblers. We've all, uh, in our teenage years, we all tried. To, we all uh, handmade our own comics. Am I right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We all. I I, I just did it. I still do it. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> like, like, like with the with the amateurishness of a teenager going to the Xerox machine, stapling, you know, comics together or stapling pages together. So. Image put out a reprint, actually two, uh, there have been two mm-hmm. of so far of, Good intro. of uh, graphic fantasy, which was a fanzine that Eric Larson did with a couple of other guys back in 1982. And this was the, the f- first issue of graphic fantasy was technically the first appearance of Savage Dragon, although at the time he was just called the dragon. Oh, wow. and it, it, it's it, it's really interesting. It, it, it's really, I mean, it is exactly what it, what you think it is. It's like a bunch of 18, 19 year olds putting together their first comic. It, it, it's just really cool to see his first steps into making comics. Yeah, and, and the art yeah. is really it's unrecognizable, not in really a bad way, but just in the way that if if any of us went back. 20 years or 30 years to our sketchbooks and compared how we drew then to how we draw now. And of course, you know, he's a professional. So his, his style has developed over years and years and probably hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of pages that he's done. Um, but the, some of the influences are, are very, I mean, obviously we all know that he's very Kirby influenced, but I was flipping through this 
And I stopped on a panel and I'm like, or a page and I'm like, Oh, that's definitely Neil Adams. Like they're just like, you can, and I'm like, Oh, there's some John Byrne. So you can see the, the influences that, I mean, he's probably, I'd say he's not close to us in age, but maybe I'd say maybe he's what, like 10 years older than us. Probably. I would say, yeah, probably mid fifties. Yeah. So, yeah. So I would say that our, we probably all share some of the same influences or at least some of the same, you know, we're fans of the same artists growing up. So it makes sense that he would have, you know, like burn and Neil Adams and other influences like that. Um, I, I, I can't even say, I can't say whether this is good or bad because I honestly didn't read it. I mostly just flipped through it and it was, it was really almost nostalgic because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at these pages and I'm like, Oh my God, I used to do this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's kind of inspiring. It kind of like, I mean, I've been yeah. wanting to get back into drawing for a while now, but you know, I, I see this and I'm like, well, you know, this is where Eric Larson's, you know, started, and it's it's just, you know, it's just kind of, it, it's almost like looking at someone's baby pictures. <laughs> that's a good, uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it because it, it is, um, it's not bad. I think I see the one that's a Neil Adams uh, influence. Um, it's not bad, but. It, it's you see the potential. That's the way you put. You see the potential for someone, and especially remember this is probably what like seventeen, eighteen, some a very relatively young person doing this artwork. Very accomplished for someone at that age, uh, especially considering so, that. And, and this even relates to us. Like when we were all getting started drawing, we didn't have the resources that people do that people have now with the internet with reference with yeah. yeah with reference with apps with um getting to be in touch with other i mean you know if you're you're a 13 year old you could probably you could tweet a professional artist right you know today and be like hey man what's up like you couldn't do that you, if you were lucky you could write a fan letter yeah you know you, you'd never or if you got a response it was probably some canned response but you know and, and so eric larson was and, and another, you know, I mean, a, a lot of creators, this is how they started. You know, they, you just kind of went out there and you did it. You didn't have the know-how. The only, the only knowledge we had was looking at comics. I feel like a lot of times my, my influences when I draw, a lot of times I think like, that looks like uh, G.I. Joe from the 80s. You know, like the cartoons. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, oh wow, I must have really stared at cartoons a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, that that happens sometimes. You're, you're just like, I don't know. The 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 memories pour out onto the page sometimes, mm-hmm. and you're like, yep, yeah, well, that's that's my influence. <laughs> oh well. I I I have a, a dragon collection. Um, I don't believe I'll be going full completist and adding those just because they got a, a pretty hefty price tag on them. Right. Yeah. They for that. I'm not. I'm not spending yeah. ten bucks for. Yeah. Yeah. To, to bring it full circle. Yeah. Or to, yeah. If you will, ten bucks for that's a lot. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, for a, for a, a reprint of a fanzine. Although it is the uh, I, I guess the original fanzine is nearly impossible to find, but I guess it is. I, I think it is out there, but I'm sure it had a very minimal print run. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, it'd be such a rarity. Mm-hmm. That would be. Right. No, thank you. <laughs> Um, so that, well, that's all I have. I don't know if anyone has anything. Yeah. You know what? I, I didn't have a book really to review. I, I, um, I've just been going down rabbit holes with different things. And, um, one of the, one of the rabbit holes I went down, I'll just mention a couple things that I've been in. I've been picking up and I want to read and I haven't gotten deep into yet, but so side, side story, I bought a action figure. I know it's crazy, but, um, it was magic, you know, from the New Mutants. Mm. And I happened to also find, you know, then, you know, it's in my head and I'm like, I'm like, what a cool character. What's the background? You know, I can't remember. And I actually found the first issue of uh, the Magic 4-issue limited series. Oh, okay. For, for a hefty $2. <laughs> wow. So I was like, I will take that, please. So, um. So that was cool. And then, uh, um, have you guys watched Radiant, uh, Resident Alien on sci fi at all? No, uh, sir. I, I haven't seen the ads. Apparently, apparently, my so, dad is a huge fan. <laughs> it's very funny because Alan Tudyk is funny. He, he, yeah, I he mean, loves Alan Tudyk. Yeah, he's, oh man, he sells it. But, uh, what I didn't realize is it's, it is based on a, a comic book from Dark Horse. Mm hmm. Which is why I mention it. So, um, so now I'm trying to put. That's the next rabbit hole is to put that together and figure out. And from what I've already seen, um, the TV show does not necessarily match up with the source material. Like they, you know, redeveloped it. So. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then the other thing, because we're big fans of Ollie's. Um, I actually picked up uh, book four of the Jessica Jones alias comics. You know the collect, you know the collected edition. Oh yeah. But book four is basically everything that the Netflix show is based on. It's like the whole purple story is in there. Oh neat. You know, like the best part, the best part of this series is book four. So it's the it's the final part, you know. So like you literally could just jump in and read it from there if you're familiar with the Netflix show. So, which which I will do because I I I read it before, but I also read it like when it, you know, whenever it first came out. Mm-hmm. So, but I was like, I'm not digging through my books. I'm I'm just gonna buy this for five dollars and and read it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, that's it. Yeah, I, I kind of have like a you know a spiraling mess of things to do. So we'll call that a new segment. That'll be Scotty's rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, fall into the comic book pit. You know, that's uh, that's right. Kind of the idea. <laughs> Piles of books. We all just sit on top of them, you know, with our greed. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I uh, 
So I have that spreadsheet where I've cataloged all my comics. It's still not complete because it's such, you know, how daunting it can be to put together a database. Mm-hmm. And this isn't even a proper database, but whatever. So I did program. I wrote some formulas in the spreadsheet to just like randomize to pick a book. And so once, once I have the, the last step I have to catalog is the boxes that the books are in and just to get that updated on the spreadsheet. And then I can just sort of like hit like refresh on the spreadsheet and it'll just give me um, like a, a random hmm. title. That's cool. I think I'll start my reviews that way. I'll just click it. Scott, if you I know you know you know Excel and shit, right, Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of like vertical lookups. Uh, oh, geez. <laughs> it's like a random array and then some vertical lookups based off that. So oh, nice. formulas. Because <laughs> you can't do macros on uh, Excel online, but you can oh. write formulas. So I <laughs> that's a different podcast Scott and I would do where we so talk about So it. you run a so you run a, a number against your collection. And then you're like, I will go into the archives and pull this book out. Basically, yeah, the spreadsheet. Well, it just there's the spreadsheet, and it's like, give me a random number between like two and like five thousand, whatever, because that's how many entries there are. Yeah. And then I, I think I set up like another like a reference cell to like tell like a, a and you know whatever the number is from the reference cell from you know the the array lookup. And then some vertical, like it might be that I was an index, and then some vertical lookups or something like that. Yeah. So that it just tells me like the title, uh, and like where it's at. Like the title, I think it's issue number and where it's at. And once you establish one, it's easy to go down the columns and establish the others. So. Oh yeah. So and so I know like it's gonna be like Adventures of Superman number four twenty three, and it's in box D. You know, that's, uh, I don't have to go digging. So I can just, boom, there it is. That's what we're reading next week. Nice. I just literally added Microsoft Excel to the, to the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good bullet point to have. Yeah. (laughs) Just in case there's any Excel nerds out there, you get a few minutes of Excel talk with Scott and Jared. Yeah. That's that's that'll be the next new segment. <laughs> All right. Um, well, do you guys have anything else to no. say before that's we it. close it up? No, sir. Right. Oh, uh, go to the Patreon. We're making comics. We're in the middle of hey. the comics. Hey. Yeah. Hey. It's uh. <laughs> yeah, you go, go to go check it out. Hey, hey, go check out our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. That's your thing. <laughs> If yeah, uh, you like uh, those things, yeah, we're not. We weren't going to talk about it, but you know, we got you know, we got the new Quicksilver. Hey, yo, come on! Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can go to you can you know go to Patreon.com/slash/ComicBookPit and you can join our community and check out our Patreon exclusive content. We've got comics and podcasts galore. And if you don't want to do that, you can support the show by going to our spread shop store and buying some CBP gear, or you can make a one-time donation in any amount to our Kofi account. And all of those links are in our show notes. So you can go there and check them out. Okay. Ultimately we're saying, give us money. Yes. But in return, we give you awesome content. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not, it's a, rest- it's, it's transactional. We're not, you know, we're not yeah, just bombs. <laughs> All right. 
Well, this has been episode 379 of the Comic Book Pit Podcast. I'm Dan, and with me tonight, we've got Scott. Have good evening, people. And Jared. The March to 400. <laughs> I left it for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.